this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. Good snowy morning. It is a snow day. Our kids' um, school got canceled, and we're having fun. Our nanny's out of town. Our nanny. (laughs) We did a hot tub club. We went in the hot tub with the kids. Um, And speaking of the hot tub, (laughs) this episode is called (laughs) Episode 113, Five Lessons Learned from a Topless Resort About Busting Out of Your Comfort Zone. Come on now. If that's not a good title... I don't know what is. <laughs> I am, I am, did you get it, Eric? Busting? I got it. A topless resort yeah. and busting I, out I, of your I comfort was, zone? I was there. Got it. <laughs> okay, listen. This will be appropriate if you've got kids in the car. We're going to try to keep it as appropriate as possible. I'm already giggling just thinking about this. And I really was debating how and if I wanted to share this. And we're going to explain what happened. There were such valuable life lessons learned, and we've had a few weeks now, and I'm super excited to share this with everyone. So um, let's go ahead and get right into it. This episode is going to be really, really incredible. One, because it's really funny. It's just really funny. There's nobody I've told this story to who hasn't just been absolutely delighted. Number two, I know that this is going to be really valuable, and this is why I'm just opening up and sharing it because we don't realize, maybe you do, okay? I often, let me talk for myself, I often don't realize how incredibly narrow my view of the world is. Now, there's some people who are going to maybe be kind of set off by that statement and really dislike it and say, no, Allison, I really go out of my way to have an expansive worldview. And and that might be true. Like, you do go out of your way. And I feel like I do try to go out of my way. But let's think of it like this. A few years ago, I realized when I was talking to someone, in fact, we were talking to some of your friends, Eric, that we hadn't seen in a while, and he works for a large corporation. I was talking to him about his job, and I realized so many of our friends are entrepreneurs or are in some facet on the side, have a side business. Yeah. I started to realize how crazy it was, how I did not do this intentionally. I didn't like sit down and say, oh, I'm only going to be friends with people who start their own business. But so many of the people that we surround ourselves with are entrepreneurs. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, okay, well, we go to church and we don't choose the people we go to church with, but we are all choosing to go to the same organization. And then I employ people, so I choose the people that I employ. When I invite people to buy tickets and be a part of my programs, I am very consciously trying to attract people who have similar like belief system because not not like religious belief system, but like believe that they can change their life by changing their thoughts or believe that they can feel more awesome than they did before, right? Like people who listen to the podcast, you guys are varied, but we all kind of believe some of the same core things. So without meaning to, we really create very narrow, limited experiences for ourselves. And then I think even when we try to go outside of our comfort zone, we still create kind of some control around how 
we experience what's different from us. Do you see what I'm saying? So like, let's say you're going to go do a service project. You're going in the role of a volunteer or in the role of, I'm going to go serve people who are different from me. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you are online or watching movies or uh, that's why I think books and movies and all different things are so important for like expanding our experience. But we're still choosing how we experience them. We can be reading a book or watching a show about a worldview that is very different from ours. And when it makes us uncomfortable, we just simply turn it off or walk away. Or like rationalize something about it. Yeah, we start like having some different stories or different thoughts about it. This is all to say, that's just a thought experiment for you. Just a thought experiment. I really believe in the importance of opening up our worldview, our perspective, um, not just so we can be more interconnected like as a human race, which is obviously super important, but because when you have a broader perspective, when you have a different, a different scope of field, you're able to solve your own problems, live in your own life differently, and I think with more compassion, honestly. So I'm not saying that we have to do things that we don't morally agree with or we need to go out and try cocaine or we need to put ourselves in danger. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that in order to grow, in order to open up our perspective, discomfort is a huge part of that. This experience, which we're about to share with you, put us in a place of, I will say, true discomfort that I do not experience very regularly in my adult life. How about you? Would you say that, Eric? Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened. (laughs) So it's Black Friday. Eric's like, hey, babe, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, I want to go to a beach. I actually said something else. And if you're in Awesome On Demand, you're going to know what that is, but we'll keep it real quick and PG for you on the podcast. (laughs) I said, I want to go to a beach. And Eric started saying, okay, where do you want to go? And what did I say, Eric? I don't even... I don't remember. I remember because it was such a good line. Uh, I said, I have given you all the information that you need. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so you said nothing. <laughs> I, like, yeah. He was like, okay. I was like, because that's how I was feeling at that moment. I was like, I don't care where we go. I want it to be just us. No kids. Mm-hmm. Like, relaxation. That is what I want. And I, I I posted about this on my Instagram. I had been feeling this like call, this draw to the beach. Like I felt like ocean water would be like healing. And then I felt silly for thinking that. And then I decided I'm not going to feel silly anymore. Like, let's listen to my body. Yeah, you'd been saying it for a while. Yeah. And so what did you do, Eric? Well, started looking around. The problem with where we live, I mean, it's not a problem, but there's no quick warm, there's no quick access to warm beaches except Mexico. Mexico is just like pretty, it's not too far. Um, even the Caribbean's like a lot longer. Hawaii surprisingly is like- It takes forever to get I know, there. It's like not really direct flights that are easy. Anyway, so I found uh, a package in Cancun, which is fairly close. And the price was like way too good to be true. And the ratings on the food and like everything was pretty awesome. There wasn't a ton of information, but it just said, you know, like 4.5 stars out of five. It was like, can I tell them the price? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, was like, it was like two grand for flights. flights and a week 
at a highly rated resort in Cancun. So I'm like, okay. So we have made the conscious decision not to say the name of the resort, even though it was really great, but because I just don't want to. Like, like I just, I feel like it's not necessary and I don't want it to be misconstrued as negative sure in any way. I'm sure they'll find out if they really want to Yeah, if you it. really want to figure it out, you can. But like, this was our experience and they were wonderful people. So, so the name of the resort is even a little funny, but I'm like, oh, they're just trying to be like kind of sexy and fun. Fun. And it says it's an adults-only resort, but that also is super common. Yeah, that happens. I mean, there's a lot of adults. They just don't want kids. It's relaxing for adults. And so Eric shows me, and and immediately I'm like, ugh, a package. Like, we're not going to be able to change anything. But then I'm also trying to work on not micromanaging people. And I'm like, I told Eric he had all the information he needed. So literally, we booked this trip with that much thought. Like maybe in forty five minutes. Yeah, it was on some like third party travel. I just want to explain that it didn't. It didn't. It, it didn't fully explain what type of place that this was. It was like hot deals, and you know you just scroll through. It's like oh, this one's cheap and highly rated. Okay, okay. great. We'll grab that one. So, and you've listened to our podcast. You know that Eric and I place a huge emphasis, a huge emphasis on making quick decisions and not going back and forth. And this is like this is how we live our lives. And if you know me personally, you can be like, Allison, Eric's out of town. Where is he? And I'll say, I don't know. He's out of town. That's all I need to know. I do a lot of things. I have a lot of events back to back. If I knew all the details, my brain would combust. I'm not that type of person. So long story short, over the course of the next few months, we run into somebody who used to live in Cancun for five years. And we we start realizing that this resort might be not what we thought it was. So it's a place where your your inhibitions are supposed to run free. They call everything a playground. I mean, we start realizing. Now, this might seem, for those of you who like just know me through whatever, this might seem like, Allison, this is exactly your type of place. But Eric and I don't drink alcohol. Um, I'd say we're pretty conservative in, I'm not saying politics, but in terms of like morals. Socially, socially like we don't party hard at bars and like I didn't even we do. don't party at all at bars. Yeah, we don't party. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't drink alcohol. And I have a good time. All I mean, I've I've partied at my share of bars in, in Nashville. People always think I'm drunk. And so that's fine for me. You know, a good time for us is going out to dinner, going to see a movie, and then like coming home and working on our projects. Like that's really how we socialize. We're super fun. But we are fun. And you guys know I love to dance. I love to have a good time. But even in the way I dress like well I don't know some people I I actually I actually got some rude comments about this recently think that I dress in a very provocative nature and other people think I don't it doesn't matter what I'm saying is we realize this is a topless optional resort that is geared towards people in a swinging lifestyle Like people who are coming to like meet up, hook up, switch partners. And not only that, like there's a huge emphasis at the resort on like letting your inhibitions run free and trying new things, lingerie type theme parties, sexy, sexy time. So we we kind of know what we're getting into. 
when we go there, but it's only... Well, we read more into it, and we're like, oh, man, should, so, should we still go? <laughs> yeah, so, so Eric and I have to have this conversation, and we had a conversation, a real, real conversation, which was, you know, first off, like, do I feel comfortable? Does Eric feel comfortable? And I think that's good to point out where um, if I didn't feel comfortable, then we wouldn't have gone. On the other hand, we would have just lost all the money. So this is what we decided. We decided we were going to go to this, this party resort. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to go to this resort and that my true biggest concern is that I was going to feel not safe or icky or like I couldn't feel inspired or just light my light. Like if it felt too dark and icky and I was trying not to prejudge it, but you've definitely been walking along on the strip in Vegas and gone in some directions where I'm like, this just feels dark. And so Eric and I decided we, we would fly down there and we would go. And if we felt that way, we didn't feel safe. We didn't feel like we could, you know, feel good. We would go somewhere else. We would just spend the money and book a different resort. It's Cancun. There's a million resorts. So here's the five lessons I want to share with you that we learned from being in this place completely out of our comfort zone. For some of you, this is going to seem like no big deal. Eric and I live in Provo, Utah. We we did not realize how naive we were, that we were so naive, we booked this type of resort, not even realizing this type of resort really exists. Like, you don't have to believe us. Like, people love joking, like, oh, Eric knew exactly what he was booking. My dad was joking super hard about that. Like, oh, oh, Eric pretends he didn't know what he was doing. I genuinely don't care if people listen to this and go, nobody's that big of an idiot. Um, You guys knew exactly what you were doing. I just want to say, like, I was shocked that my worldview, I didn't think I was this, like, naive. Like, that my worldview truly is this narrow that, like, I didn't even realize that this was, like, a type of resort you could book. Do you see what I'm saying? Same, yeah. First off, even in that regard, like, a cool, humbling, like, whoa, there's a lot you really don't know about this world. Right? Like, there's... Right. (laughs) Okay, so... The first lesson I want to share comes from just getting ready to go on the trip and to pack for the trip. So it's time to pack for the trip, and I'm starting to think, do I have summer clothes? Do I have cover-ups? Do I need a cover-up? P.S., by the way, um, I did not go topless. I just am throwing that out there because it's probably a question people will have. (laughs) And I'm super happy to share it with you, okay? And no, I did not, but I respect everybody who did. Okay, so... I'm going to pack for the trip. And Eric, how are you feeling at this point? Like, I think you just feel fine. You decided we're going to go. Did you have any, like, anxiety? Well, I I read that um, it's not like the whole resort is like that. It's like there's... No, the whole resort is like, quote unquote, that, but not topless. The whole resort, you're not topless or naked everywhere. There's like a pool. Yeah, yeah, there's like, there's like one pool that's pretty much designated for that. It's a party pool for sure. So I was like, well, we don't, I mean, it's a, a big resort. We don't have to like hang out there and we didn't really we we went to the beach or got room service or worked out or did our thing yeah yeah so we definitely did our thing so the first kind of lesson that came to me that I was so surprised and again I really consciously work on this we've got episode 99 the confidence checklist I really work on my confidence a lot I work on this idea of um, I love Brene Brown's idea of you don't shrink back you don't puff up you stand in your power and so I say that to myself when I go into a business meeting I say that myself to to myself when I'm on a phone call with people who could possibly decide some really exciting fate for me 
when I go to church, I I decide I'm going to be who I am wherever I am. And I'm not going to puff up and I'm not going to shrink back. And sometimes I do feel out of place at church. And sometimes I do feel out of place at a business meeting. But I come back to that that idea of I'm going to stand in my power with love wherever I am and not try to fit into some sort of role. So that is something I really work on. Well, it comes time to pack for this trip. And I'm like having an identity crisis over what I should pack. Like, should I get a bunch of provocative outfits for the resort? Should I just bring my regular, like, how, who am I, right? Like, who am I? And I'm like, dude, Allison. So finally, I realized I was getting in my head about this. And I was like, hey, what do you like to wear when you go to the beach, Allison? And yeah, I definitely packed some swimsuits that I don't wear at the beach with our kids because I'm not going to go running around with our kids and something's going to pop out, right? (laughs) But I have some swimsuits that I like to wear when it's me and Eric. You know, like that's who I am. That is who I am at home in our hot tub and it's who I am wherever we go. And so I started this, this was my first lesson, which is the wherever you go, there you are. And I just started this mantra, this idea of be you no matter where you go. You don't need a change to fit into this party resort. Be who you are at a party topless swingers resort. And I started worrying. I was like, I'm so open and I'm so like, just my energy is so out there. It's going to look like I'm inviting people to like hit on me. So I start worrying about this and I'm like, I don't need to worry about that because I'm no means no in any country, in any place you are. That's one thing I want to say about this resort is they were very safety conscious. There were no dark corners. There were no places where you could feel unsafe. There's like, security everywhere. There's security everywhere. Where, like Eric and I were, were kissing on the beach at night and this guy came up to us and checked, make sure like I wanted to be there on the beach with Eric. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they did a really good job of that and, and we really did feel safe. But this lesson of wherever you go, there you are. How can you apply this? We show up at church and there's like a role that we think we have to play. You know, it's like last summer when we were on our RV trip, I like put all this pressure on myself to be like this fun mom on vacation. And whenever I start to do that is when I start to go kind of crazy and I start to put this pressure on myself. I think we do this so much in our lives that we seriously don't even realize it. That, you know, and I want you to think of you go to a restaurant and you become the patron or you're at your job and you put on this like cape you put on this cloak of server or provider or whatever it is I think it's just a cool exercise to just be aware that we do it and then to look at ourselves when we're doing that with no judgment and just ask am I standing in my power am I being who I I really want to be in this moment or am I trying to fulfill some role that I've created or the world has created for me this has helped me so much um as a mom this has helped me as a quote-unquote boss where I kept being like what's a what's appropriate what's correct what's right and of course I want to be appropriate but I mean like I just have to come back to wherever I go there I am who do I want to be in each moment 
Okay, so that's our first, my first lesson from busting out of my comfort zone is just examining, am I being myself wherever I go? And then the second thing that really, really helped me is a mantra from Gabby Bernstein. So if you missed our podcast episode last week, you are missing out. Gabby, Gabby Bernstein is a seven times New York Times bestselling author. She's phenomenal and I loved our conversation. And in her recent book, Super Attractor, she has a mantra that she shares and it is this I bring light with me wherever I go so we get to the resort I've you know worked on this idea of I'm gonna be me no matter where I am but then I get to the resort and it's time to go to the pool and it's time to pick out a swimsuit and walk down to the pool and I look at Eric and I just remember laying flat on the bed and I was like I didn't feel like who I was was it whatever good enough fun enough crazy enough correct in some way. And so there's that idea that the first lesson was wherever you go, there you are. How can you bring yourself no matter where you go? And that's like such a good question. But then the thing I ran into next was, well, I thought who I was wasn't good enough. I thought who I was wasn't correct in some way. And that mantra from Gabby's book came to me. I bring light with me wherever I go. And it literally was like, a weight was lifted off of me. From then on, for the rest of the vacation, I had the time of my life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I bring light with me wherever I go. It invited me to stop thinking about myself, honestly. Invited me to start thinking about what's the light that I can bring with me wherever I go. I love this mantra so much. I actually made it the focus of February in my Awesome On Demand. So if that strikes a chord with you, I really invite you to check out my Awesome On Demand program because not only do I deep dive just into that idea, like what is your light? What does that mean to you? I then every month I provide like a practice to help you uncover that. And so that's what I did this month. But this mantra just carried me throughout the rest of the week because I realized the circumstances of my life, the circumstances of your life don't matter. You can be in a dark place. You can be somewhere uncomfortable. You can be um, experiencing heartbreak or sickness or all of the different things that life brings to us, the different circumstances that life presents us. But that light, you get to bring it with you wherever you go. I think it's worth pointing out you get to bring it with you, but you don't have to always like share it and project it. You can keep it safe and close to you if that's what you feel like you need right now. And you don't have to let anybody take it. It's yours. That was just something super helpful for me. Eric, I think it's so funny because you don't seem to go through any of these internal crises regardless of where you are. Is that true? Not to the degree that you do, that's for sure. Um, I remember you were super nervous when we got the key and we were going up to our room or something. I just said, everyone here is just as like, no one's worried about you. Yeah, you nobody cares about us. Yeah. yeah. So no one cares about us. Like, why should we be so worried about us? You know, so I've always just had that. Like when you walk into a social social situation, I've never been like, oh, everyone's looking at me. I don't, Everyone, I know that everyone's worried about themselves. So I don't really. How do you think you, I mean, I think I know that to a degree and we all know that on like a conscious level, but how do you think you've been able to like adopt that so fully in your life? Do you remember like, like in middle school or high school, like ever feeling self-conscious or did it like, do you think you were just born like this? Baby, you were born this way. I do have a confident father. Yeah, he has, Michael Robertson is one of the most confident men you will ever meet. So I had a, I had a good role model in that. I mean, I definitely had to like go through it. College is an awkward phase. I mean, there's, but I just, I just was always observational and just 
saw in social situations that people don't really care about you. I mean, in a way that they're not. I have a question and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Yeah. How did you feel when you started losing your hair? Because I feel like that might be like, did that shake your confidence? Yeah, that was a bummer. I was like bummed out for a while with that because I was like. You were young. Early 20s. Yeah. So Eric was balding and bald-ish when I met him. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> yeah, didn't you have a friend that someone said, like, he's balding? My uncle. Oh, it was your uncle, that's my right. My uncle, when I brought Eric <laughs> home, right. said to my mom, she can't marry him. He has male pattern baldness. And he has male pa- pattern he baldness. He does have male pattern baldness. <laughs> um, that probably, I haven't thought about that, but that was a bummer that I had, to, that was just something that I got over. That probably played a role when I realized that no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are just worried about themselves. But I think with like baldness specifically, you could be like, a girl's not going to be into me because I'm bald. Did you ever think that? Oh, I'm sure I did. But I just have such a good personality, you know? Yeah. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he just thought he was going to get a super hot wife and then look, oh my gosh, he did. I did. Okay. Okay. So back to the five lessons learned. The second one is I bring light with me wherever I go. And I think some of us like Eric are just really have that innate within us. And then there are people like me where we could, we really got to work on it. Right. Well, let me just say one thing. Yeah. I, Cause I can relate. Like I definitely have the feelings of like, okay, I'm going to this social situation, like the pool or this crazy resort. And in your head, you think that everyone is on a team mm. and they're all part of this group that you've created yes. and they're all like yeah. cohesive and you're the newcomer. Yeah. That's never the truth. That's so true. It's never the truth. Everyone is the newcomer to every situation. Almost every situation. And even if there is a team, even if there is camaraderie, once you start to open and dissect that family, that camaraderie, that team, you realize like everyone in some way or another feels alone or misunderstood even on their team. And so there's a place for connection. I think like the most recent statistic is that 50% of adults feel lonely. I think what you're bringing up, Eric, is you're never alone. You're never alone in your problem. You're never like the odd man out in the way that you think you are. Yep. And that thought of I bring light with me wherever I go helps me. What it does for me is it helps me remember that light or for me, that energy that connects all of us is always there. I get to choose to see myself as separate or I get to choose to see myself connected to people. And I choose to see how we're connected and not how we're different. So the third lesson was from our amazing tour guide, Hugo. So we weren't at the resort, but we were out and we were on a zip line and we swam in the cenotes. I will say the name of that company. We paid them. I'm not working with them. It was called Alternative. Is that what it was? Yeah. Like alternative, but tours in the middle of it. And we did two tours with them. We liked that company so much. We booked a second tour with them. So I just, they were phenomenal. I highly recommend them if you're going to Cancun. We just did this really, really fun experience. And I shared this on my Instagram. So you can go and see the picture of, we were about to go on the zip line. I haven't been on a zip line. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm sure I've been on one, but I can't think of when I've been on one. I was the first person to go. We were really lucky. We didn't have a big group. There were actually just three of us, me, Eric, and this cute guy, this cute Canadian, uh, Michael. Was that mm-hmm. his name? Yep. Our friend, Michael, our new best friend, Michael. So I'm up on the zip line, about to go. And I look up at Hugo and I just 
panicked because I was in this relaxed, like happy state and I didn't realize what was going on. And I was like, wait, am I supposed to do something? Like he's literally about to let go of me on the zip line and he just smiles and he goes, just open your arms. And I just started giggling and opened my arms and went flying down on the zip line. And I posted the picture on my Instagram so you can go and look and you can just see like the true joy. So my third lesson for busting out of your comfort zone is just open your arms. When we just open our arms, we're ready to receive the light, the love, the joy that is around us. When we just open our arms, that puts us in an actual physical stance of openness. So right now you can do this. You can put your palms facing upwards. Everyone take a deep breath in and out. And your palms facing upwards like this triggers a mind-body response to openness. This is a posture. This is a position that your body assumes when it's ready to be open. In order to bust out of our comfort zone, we need to just open our arms. At that point, when I'm in the Mayan jungle on a zip line, hooked in, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. There's no, right, like there's nothing I can do. <laughs> like if the zip line's gonna malfunction, it's gonna malfunction. There's nothing I can do at that point. And I love what Hugo said is essentially was just enjoy the ride. You don't have to do anything. So often, specifically when we're in a new situation, when we're in an uncomfortable situation, the best thing we can do is just open our arms to the new experience. And you know, it reminds me of the beautiful visual that has just touched me forever in Michael Singer's book, Their Surrender Experiment. His uh, billion dollar business goes under investigation due to some fraudulent behavior by people who are close to him in the organization that he really is not party to. I mean, he ends up like almost going to prison for it. His entire billion dollar business is being under siege by the FBI. And he describes that experience. He's been practicing surrender his whole life. And he describes the experience and says, what a unique experience to watch an FBI like SWAT team basically take your building under siege. And he decided just to open his arms to the experience and just witness it. I remember when I was reading the book, just my jaw dropping, thinking, how could anybody be aware enough to just witness a, like a tragedy like that? But because he had practiced his whole life, this state of surrender, this state of just opening his arms, he was able to just like not get involved in it like in that exact moment, which really wouldn't have, like, it's like being on the zip line. There's nothing he could do in that moment and just witness it. I've been practicing this, just open your arms, just this surrender recently, especially when I feel really low, especially when I feel really dark, especially when I feel really panicked. I just take a minute and I observe it and I go, well, this is crazy. This is crazy to be in this situation where you don't have any control. Like, just witness that for a minute because you might never get this experience again for good or for bad. Just witness it. I love that lesson so much and I think it's so applicable in order to bust out of your comfort zone. Um, we really can enjoy the ride, even if it's a difficult or scary ride, by opening our arms. So I love that. My fourth lesson for busting out of your comfort zone is people are people no matter what or where you are. I learned this time and time again by really opening up and just trying to have conversations with people in the pool or at the beach. I remember on one of our first days there being in the pool, just talking to this wonderful woman. It was funny because I didn't have a hair tie with me. 
And so I was holding my hair up. The reason why I point that out is because remember how I talked about being open? I think because my body posture was in such a state of openness by me having both of my hands on top of my head in kind of a very open posture. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm holding my hair up because I didn't want it to get in the chlorine water. This woman started opening up to me in this really beautiful way. She had just gotten news about her son the day before. He had decided to drop out of university, college. She was trying not to be stressed about it, but like, you know, processing her emotions. And this is so funny. So she told me they've been to the resort four or five times, the regulars at the resort. So they're definitely like the type of people, the type of people, right? But the people who feel very comfortable and frequent this resort. And here I am having this like beautiful conversation. We're all but crying together where we're talking about her son gets to make these choices and watching our children make choices and and just having this beautiful open conversation. I love that I was in this place of openness because I was holding my hair up. But also I think it really invited her to be more open and if you've ever talked to me, this is basically how I have conversations. Um, you know, we were like crying together within a couple minutes often. It's just time and time again, this lesson of no matter where you go, people are people. Eric, it was really cool. Our, our tour guide, Hugo, you and him talked for a long time. Yeah, he was awesome. I love that guy. Well, you were talking to Hugo and then you were also talking the one other person we were with, Michael, about his job and video games. And <laughs> right? Like he was like really opening up to you. Yeah, it was fun. His girlfriend didn't want to go on the excursions, so she just let him go. People are people no matter where you go. And here's the thing about people, guys. We all need connection. We all love to feel a sense of purpose. We all love to feel a sense of community. We all love to feel secure, but we also all love adventure. I mean, they're just these commonalities in human nature. And when you focus on the commonalities, no matter where you go, when you're going to bust out of your comfort zone, just remember that we're all connected. We're all having this human experience and we're all having it very differently. But rather than focusing on, I don't even think it's focusing on the commonalities. I think it's focusing on the commonality that we're all having a human experience. Because I don't even want to say that like, I can understand someone else's experience. Like, I don't even want to put myself in that position, but I can understand what it's like to be having a human experience. Right. And so, like, remember, we're all just having this experience. That right there, I think, is like the great unifier. And so if you're going to be putting yourself, which I really hope that you're inspired, my my hope with this episode is that you take these five lessons and you challenge your, yourself to bust out of your comfort zone. You challenge yourself to talk to new and different people. You challenge yourself to learn about a culture or even like a facet of a culture, party culture, like, right? Like you challenge yourself to learn about something new taking this idea of people are people no matter what or where you go with you is going to help take fear out of it and help demystify it. The fifth lesson that was just something so interesting to me that I think probably the biggest reward. So definitely there's like trade-offs. Like I said, Eric and I, there were definitely a few things that like weren't in line with our moral compasses. And like I said, that's all subjective. That's just what Eric and I have chosen for our life. Okay. There's truly no judgment, but like there's trade-offs. So like we were in a couple of situations where I was like, meh, you know, I don't, I don't love this. But the, the trade-off was I was really able to examine a, a new side of just a new side of things. And it's, this is lesson number five, just is a question. How much of who you are 
is a reaction. And so I was raised in a very, very conservative religion, a conservative faith, a conservative household, a conservative town in Southern California. I I say conservative, again, I'm not talking necessarily just politics, but I'm talking about like um, not like free sex with people and we're not topless and right, like conservative in that way. I love to dance provocatively, as you may have seen online. I like cleavage. Like I like these things that are provocative in my conservative community. Do I like them because they're slightly rebellious and provocative in my conservative community? Would I still like them if they weren't rebellious? If I had been raised in a non-religious open commune with nudity, would I want to be wearing a turtleneck? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How the way that you wear your hair, the way you wear your nails, the car you choose to drive, the way you choose to parent, I can't tell you how many women have said to me, and they say it to me because I work, and I feel like sometimes they feel defensive, which, by the way, you'd never need to feel defensive with me. They say, my mom worked and wasn't home, so I want to be home, and I don't work because my mom worked. I've had so many women say that to me. They have chosen to parent. And and I'm not saying this is the only reason why, but from a reactive state. Just thought it was so funny. I think I might have thought, ooh, topless, being free, being wild. But when I was actually like in that environment, I in no way felt the need to do it. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think it's just a super, super interesting experiment that you cannot truly conduct until you put yourself different situations that aren't your everyday, you're choosing to just stay in your little bubble situations to, to realize, are you the way you are because of your reaction to your upbringing or your circumstances or because it's what you truly want to be? One of the best takeaways is Eric and I came home from the trip and I just said to my mom and my sister who were like dying laughing as I was sharing details of the experience, I feel really good about my life choices. Like I went and I saw different experiences and I saw different life choices, not from a judgment place and not from a, ew, like gross, I'm glad I'm right. But from a place of, I see people finding joy in their experience. I feel even more joyful in my experience because I know I've really chosen it. And I'm at a place in my life, I'm 36 years old, I'm a grown woman. If I didn't want to live my life this way, I wouldn't. That's that's the place I'm at. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm grateful for the parameters I have because they serve me and the life I want to leave. I'm such an addict personality. I'm so glad I was spared. I have so many other addictions to worry about. I'm so glad I was spared from a true alcohol addiction. There's so many people who can do things and, and live in moderation. And I just have a hard time with that, <laughs> you know? And so that idea of really examining how much of who I am is a reaction or wanting to be rebellious or shock or wanting to conform or please. That I think is one of the biggest benefits to putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because it helps you really truly tap into, I make these choices for me. All right. So I'm going to recap those five lessons learned (laughs) from busting out of your comfort zone. The first one is wherever you go, there you are. This idea of, this is a fun one because you don't even have to bust out of your comfort zone. This might bust you out of your comfort zone in your everyday life is just 
not, not acting from a place of being a role, but acting from a place of yourself, uh, wherever you go, whatever situation you're in today. Number two is that mantra from Gabby Bernstein. I bring light with me wherever I go. That that's just such an empowering statement and mantra, especially when you're in a place where you're not feeling super comfortable. It takes the focus off of you, actually. That third tip for just really enjoying an uncomfortable experience is just open your arms. That fourth lesson I learned is people are people no matter what or where. And remember, we're all just having that human experience and we're doing it differently. But the fact that we're having it is what unites us. And the fifth lesson for me was just that question of how much of who you are is a reaction? How much of who you are is a reaction? And this is just a fun, for me, fun, I don't know, maybe it's fun for you, thought exercise of just challenging myself to really act just a place of awareness a place of awakeness, a place of love and flow and ease and surrender. And the reason I say all of that is because when we act from a place of identity or ego, I'm this person who acts this way and thinks this and does this and said this, this, it really doesn't lend itself to flow or surrender or acceptance or I think true love in a lot of ways. And that's my goal lately, to just surrender and and release and, and act in that flow. I just want to emphasize how incredibly kind and fun and awesome the people we encountered were on our trip. If you really do want to know the name of the resort, you can email us. <laughs> If it sounds like a fun place, I really tried to be careful to make sure that this doesn't come from a place of judgment, but from a place of this was just something so outside my experience. And that's where the discomfort came from, not from a place of I think it's wrong or bad. Because if this does sound like your lifestyle, I'm super stoked that you're here to party with me because you're a good time. And we want basically, like I say at the beginning of this podcast, what I hope is that I hope to attract people who believe that you can feel a little more awesome than you did before, that you can feel empowered, you can feel lightened up, and that that is a choice that is available to us, and that is something that we want to work towards, regardless of any other beliefs. That, that I think, is the core for me, this idea of hope, just hope, that I can feel a little more awesome, that I can love a little more, that I can release a little more, I can surrender a little more, I can enjoy the ride a little more and just open my arms. I want to thank you guys for giving me a place to share these (laughs) thoughts. I want to thank Eric for being a super fun companion and traveling with me. Let's just go ahead and, Eric, do you have a review for us? Yeah, I do. It's from um, Very Open and Informative. That's the person. Okay. They say, so obsessed with Allison and everything she does. I have followed her for years and years, and just and it just keeps getting better. I use the principles and guidelines she teaches every single day, and she truly does make me feel more awesome. She makes me truly see my potential and hold back my limiting beliefs. Since I started these podcasts, my mind has become more clear, and I feel more empowered, healthy, and happier than ever. Thank you so much for everything you do. I also love Eric's music at the end. It's so soothing and fun, and I take the time listening to it to truly reflect on the podcast. Much love, Roxy. So it's Roxy. Roxy! 
thank you so much for that review. I really love how you shared um, taking that reflection time afterwards with Eric's music. I think that is such a good idea because I share these five lessons, not to say that you need to go to a, a topless resort or you need to go put yourself in a situation where you don't feel safe, but to say life itself is going to present you with situations where you can lean into them and use that discomfort to grow. And I want to invite you to do that. So Roxy, thank you for that review. Be sure to shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. We're going to send you some goodies. And I've been seeing you guys share about the podcast on Instagram and social media. Thank you for doing that. Sharing is caring. And if this was beneficial for you in any way, will you do me a huge favor and just maybe share this episode with somebody who needs a laugh or who might benefit from busting out of their comfort zone? Thank you guys so much for being here. I want to remind you that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, what are you going to take us out on? This is from a documentary we did the score for and it is in our library. It's called High Desert. You can use code awesome with Eric for 20% off at Pleasant Pictures Music Club.